Today on In Spirit and Truth with Pastor J.D. Farag. When, not if, that storm hits, though it may appear to be sound outwardly, what will determine its fate is the foundation inwardly. And wouldn't you agree that it takes a storm sometimes in order to expose the foundation as to whether or not it's faulty or stable? This is In Spirit and Truth, the radio ministry of Pastor J.D. Farag of Calvary Chapel, Kaneohe. Pastor J.D. is currently teaching through the book of Ephesians. When adversity strikes, are you able to stand firm or do you crumble? Pastor J.D. shares with us today that the outcome of hardship in our lives will be determined by what our foundation is. If you've made Jesus your foundation, staying in the Word and connected to Him daily, you'll be able to weather the storms of life. Now, be sure to stay with us after today's message to hear how you can get your own copy of today's broadcast. Subscribe to the In Spirit and Truth podcast or download the In Spirit and Truth iPhone or Android mobile app. Now, here's Pastor J.D. in Ephesians chapter 2 with part 1 of his message, Surviving Life Storms. Let's get into the Word of God. On Sunday mornings, we're going through the epistle to the Ephesians, chapter by chapter and verse by verse. And today our text will be chapter 2 and verses 19 through 22. The Apostle Paul is writing, and by the Holy Spirit says, verse 19, Consequently, you are no longer foreigners and strangers, but fellow citizens with God's people, and also members of his household, built on the foundation of the apostles and prophets, with Christ Jesus himself, as the chief cornerstone. In him, verse 21, the whole building is joined together and rises to become a holy temple in the Lord. And in him, you too are being built together to become a dwelling in which God lives by his Spirit. I want to talk today about the storms of life and surviving life's storms. And in our text, the Apostle Paul reveals something that I would argue is one of the most important truths in the entirety of Scripture, and it's that of Jesus Christ being the foundation upon which our Christian lives are built. I want to sort of preface this by saying this. When it comes to our Christian lives, our Christian marriages, our businesses, our occupations, everything on every level, in every arena of our lives. We have to have Jesus Christ at the center. And that's what I want to talk about today. Whenever I do a wedding, I love doing weddings. 
I cry at weddings. It's kind of embarrassing, you know. Here, the bride is is crying, and then I start crying, and the groom starts crying, and I just um, have learned to have a lot of Kleenex, you know, handy. But um, whenever I do a wedding, it's this that I talk about to the groom and to the bride. The importance of having Jesus Christ in his rightful place at the center of that marriage. If Jesus Christ remains at that place, his rightful place at the center of that marriage, that'll be a blessed marriage. And conversely, if he's not, it won't. It's that simple. And so too does this apply to every aspect of our lives, our families, our church life. Jesus Christ has to be the foundation upon which everything is built. If we try and labor to build in any other way, we do so in vain. It is an absolute exercise in futility. And certainly this is true when it comes to the trials in life. There's nothing that will expose the foundation of our lives more than the trials in our lives. In verses 19 and 20, Paul begins with the chief cornerstone and foundation being built upon the Lord. In verse 21, he then writes about being built up as the temple in the Lord. Then in verse 22, he says, we are indwelt by the Spirit of the Lord. Now, think about this. (laughs) Wouldn't a building built that way, with that foundation, and indwelt by the Holy Spirit, wouldn't that, wouldn't it stand to reason that it would survive anything that comes against it by virtue of the chief cornerstone upon which it was built? I think it's important that we understand just how essential this cornerstone was in establishing the foundation of any structure that was built. It was so crucial that the cornerstone was positioned at the extreme corner in order to bind all of the other stones together. It was also the chief cornerstone that would make the structure stable and dependable. It was that which everything else was measured by and built upon and relied upon. One uh, commentator defined and explained the significance of the cornerstone this way. Cornerstone literally means at the tip of the angle. It refers to the capstone or binding stone that holds the whole structure together. Often the royal name was inscribed on it. In the east, it was considered to be even more important 
than the foundation. And if you think about it, that makes sense. If you have the foundation, but that cornerstone is not in place properly, correctly, where it needs to be, then the whole thing can come tumbling down. The foundation's still there, but because of that chief cornerstone upon which the entirety of the structure was built, unless that's right, and in its right place, that thing's going to come down. I think you probably already know (laughs) where I'm going with all of this, so I'll get right to the point. Who's the chief cornerstone? It's Jesus Christ. He is the chief cornerstone in our lives, upon which we build our lives, the structure, the stability, the dependability of our lives. Listen to what the Apostle Peter wrote in his first epistle, chapter 2. I'll read verses 4 through 8. Coming to him, speaking of Christ, as to a living stone, rejected indeed by men, but chosen by God and precious. You also, as living stones, are being built up a spiritual house, a holy priesthood, to offer up spiritual sacrifices acceptable to God through Jesus Christ. Therefore, it is also contained in the scripture. Behold, I lay in Zion a chief cornerstone, elect, precious, and he who believes on him will by no means be put to shame. Therefore, to you who believe, he is precious. But, and I want you to listen very carefully to this, to those who are disobedient, hang on to that, the stone which the builders rejected has become the chief cornerstone and a stone of stumbling and a rock of offense. They stumble, and here's that word again, being disobedient to the word. Again, please hang on to that. We're going to come back to that. It's going to be very germane to our understanding of what we're going to talk about today. They stumble being disobedient to the word to which they also were appointed. The chief cornerstone of Jesus Christ in our lives is so important that if he's not in that place in our lives, then it's just a matter of time before everything comes crashing down. It's not a matter of if, it's a matter of when and how soon. When, not if, that storm hits. Though it may appear to be sound outwardly, what will determine its fate is the foundation inwardly. And wouldn't you agree that it takes a storm sometimes in order to expose the foundation as to whether or not it's faulty or stable? Listen to what Jesus said about this. 
It's in Luke's Gospel, chapter 6, verses 46 through 49. He says, but why do you call me Lord, Lord, and do not do the things which I say? Whoever comes to me and hears my sayings and does them, I will show you whom he is like. He is like a man building a house who dug deep and laid the foundation on the rock. And when the flood arose, the stream beat vehemently against that house and could not shake it, for it was founded on the rock. But he who heard and did nothing is like a man who built a house on the earth without a foundation, against which the stream beat vehemently, and immediately it fell. And the ruin of that house was great. How great was that fall? Because it was not built upon the solid rock of that foundation. Here's a question. I think it's one that all of us should be asking ourselves. I'll include myself as well. Which of the two foundations have we built our Christian lives upon? Here's another question that might help in answering the first question. When, again not if, when adversity strikes, do we stand firm or do we fall apart? Here's the good news. When adversity strikes, the good news is, is that it's never too late to start over with Jesus Christ in his rightful place as that chief cornerstone in yours and my life. Now the question is how? And this is where I need for you to take that word disobedient, take that word do, and let's talk about it. Because that's how. How do we build or even rebuild our lives upon the rock-solid foundation of Jesus Christ as the chief cornerstone? Answer, by taking heed to and being a doer of the Word of God. As the Apostle Peter wrote in his epistle, as the Apostle Paul explains in our text, and as Jesus taught in his parable, Listen to what James wrote in chapter 1, verses 22 through 24. Do not merely listen to the word, and so deceive yourselves. Do you realize that we can actually be self-deceived? We can actually deceive ourselves into thinking that merely listening to the word of God is enough? We can be deceived and 
we're the ones who, in fact, have deceived ourselves in so doing. He says, do, do what it says. And then he draws this interesting picture saying, anyone who listens to the word but does not do what it says is like someone who looks at his face in a mirror and after looking at himself, he goes away and immediately forgets what he looks like. It's the mirror of God's Word to show us us, our lives. And maybe I can say it this way too, expose in our lives that which we need to shore up, if you will. It's the mirror of God's Word. And by the way, when you read the Word of God, you hear the Word of God, doesn't it show you you in your true condition? Especially when it comes to the law of God, the perfect law of God, it shows me that I'm a lawbreaker, I'm a sinner, and I'm in need of the Savior. Well, so too does it show me my condition. Just like when you get up in the morning and you look at yourself in the mirror, which if you're anything like me, (sighs) is um, not very fun. You look at that face, and what's the first thing you do? You notice so many things that are wrong, that need to be made right. There's hair that needs to be taken care of. Uh, There's things that need to be done. For us men, we know that we, when we see ourselves in the mirror, need to shave this, comb that, clean this, do that. Well, What James is saying is when we come to the Word of God and we see our true condition and we just walk away and do nothing, we make no changes. That's what being a hearer of God's Word is like. And so too is that what it's like for the man, for the woman, for the Christian who builds their Christian life upon the foundation of shifting sand. So you're looking at me, what are you saying? So how do I build or even rebuild my life on the rock? Be a doer of the Word. Obedience to the Word of God as uncomfortable as it might be, as convicting, not condemning, convicting as it might be. So you hear a sermon like this, you read God's Word, and the Holy Spirit begins to draw your attention to something in your life that needs to change. Something that God wants to get out of your life. A correction that needs to be made. 
Are you going to do it? If you reject it and don't do it, then you're building the foundation of your Christian life upon shifting sand. And it's only a matter of time before that storm, when it hits, is going to bring it down. Let's talk about marriage. You're looking at me like, <laughs> you have to understand that as a pastor, you know, my, I have the perfect marriage. Thank you for laughing. <laughs> Some of you are not laughing. I don't have. That was uh, just to kind of, I guess, maybe disarm you a little bit. But let's talk about marriage. What does God's Word say? Husbands, love your wives as Christ loved the church and gave himself for her. How many times have you heard that? Uh, are you doing that? Are you a doer of God's Word? Are you loving your wife as Christ loved the church and gave himself for her? Are you obedient to the Word of God when it comes to your marriage? I'm not going to go into finances, but the same thing applies in that area of our lives too. Are we going to be obedient to God's Word when it comes to the stewardship of God's money? I mean, you can just take it down as far down the list as you want. How about parenting with our children? Let's talk about fathers. What does God's Word say? Don't exacerbate your, your children. Don't provoke them, fathers. Fathers, don't provoke them to anger. Am I obedient to that? If I am, then I am building the foundation upon the solid rock of Jesus Christ by way of my obedience to his word. So that when, not if, the storm hits, we're going to remain standing. We're not going to come crashing down. Things aren't going to start falling apart because of the foundation and the cornerstone upon which it's built. Community is so important to a growing relationship with Jesus. We weren't meant to walk this Christian life alone. God has blessed us with spiritual brothers and sisters, all imperfect people serving a perfect creator. We will find ourselves in times of trial as we deepen our faith and follow Jesus. So we need to have a community of believers to lean on. Your church family can be a source of support, a cheering squad, and most importantly, a group of faithful prayer warriors. In turn, you provide the same for them. Have you found a group of Jesus followers that you can invest in? If you're in the Kaneohe area and don't have a church, we would be more than happy to welcome you into our family. Come join Calvary Chapel Kaneohe on Sundays and Thursdays for a time of worship, fellowship, and in-depth Bible study with Pastor J.D. 
You can find out more at our website, InSpiritAndTruthRadio.com. Before our time is through with you today, we want to tell you how you can listen to more editions of In Spirit and Truth. Did you know you can take In Spirit and Truth on the go by downloading our mobile app? In our fast-paced world, it's easy to let the time we'd spend in the Bible slip into the back of the line of things to get done in a day. When you download our mobile app, however, you'll have verse-by-verse studies in the Bible available right at your fingertips to listen to whenever and wherever you go. You'll find a link to the app at InSpiritAndTruthRadio.com. Join us next time as we continue in the book of Ephesians on In Spirit and Truth. Holding me true to 